BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi, folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. KB Cabaret would also like to introduce a new voice talent, Dawn Gould. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we're proud to present the music of Sea Divers, as well as a special song from Eva Doheny. KB Cabaret is brought to you this week by Acme Slangstrelator. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now, KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, I have a work-related dilemma. I love my job of two years in most every way except one. My boss, Mary, and my holy co-worker, Natalie, who are lovely women, eat in the office. Natalie brings in all types of snacks and keeps them in her drawer. The drawer is kept ajar for most of the work day. She snacks on nuts, chips, yogurt, candy, you name it. If it's an easy open container, it's probably in the drawer. Our boss, Mary, brings in bagels, sandwiches, and cookies to share with us. Lately, she even brought in veggies and dips, thinking I would prefer something with fewer calories. Granny Ada, I don't want to eat during work. We have a 10-minute break before and after our half-an-hour lunch, which I find sufficient to eat my sandwich and have a cup of coffee. We do a lot of paperwork, and getting food on the document, in my opinion, does not look professional. I don't want to lose my job, but all that munching is annoying. Should I tell my opinion, or should I keep my mouth shut and put up with the crunch? Signed, In Between Soup and Nuts. 
dear nuts. How delightful. Working with colleagues who can't keep their mouths shut, hmm? Have you not heard? Snacking is the great American pastime. Waiting is not in the vocabulary for many, as well as, repeat after me, healthy eating habits. What happened to three balanced meals a day, or, if I want to get current, five or six smaller portioned balanced meals a day? No wonder there is a feast-to-fat epidemic in our country. Waiting or feeling hungry is not an option. My suggestion? Keep your mouth shut. Leave this article lying around in several well-viewed places in the office. Maybe they'll read it while eating and realize it's about people like them. They have to recognize their own problem, as it should not be your dilemma to solve. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada Right here, Beulah, doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, my, thank you. Welcome back. How was your reunion? I was just bursting with excitement. We had so much fun. I brought back the video my classmates made just for me to show on air. Oh, Beulah, that's wonderful, but this is a radio show and a podcast. Well, I did tell that to the committee, but they said it is just as entertaining on audio as it is visually. I can't wait to hear it myself. Oh, you didn't hear it either? No, dear, not yet. Well, then, let's put it on. Uh, John, please give this tape to Charles to play it live for us on the show. Thanks. In the meantime, I brought some power tea over for you to try while we listen to the tape. Power tea? Yes, dear. Good for your digestion. Here you are. Oh, my. And my own thermos, too. Well, thank you, Beulah. Um, what's in it? Well, not what you expect. Drink up. Beulah. Well, don't you trust me? It's not that I don't trust you, but from experience. Dear, this is ginger kombucha probiotic tea, that's all. Oh, I heard of that before. That's right. I like to buy the imported tea from Australia. Okay, I'll try it. Mmm, this is tasty. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, and now, Beulah's 40th anniversary. Beulah, are you sure there's no alcohol in here? Now, not everybody can do this. You have to be double-jointed in the shoulders and have a sturdy lower lumbar region. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) you win some, you lose some. And now, presenting your homecoming king and queen, Bobby Chapman 
and Beulah Deschamps. Yeah! Yeah! Bobby! Don't trip, Beulah. <laughs> Divine. You look familiar. Who are you? Oh, hey, Beulah, where's the special ice? We ran out in the freezer. Yeah, I've looked. There's only like five bags left. Five? I brought 370 bags of frozen Malibu rum ice. Well, I, I guess we have to use some more unfrozen rum then. Sit up slowly. Oh, what time is it, Beulah? Bobby Shepman, what are you doing in my bed? Oh, well, that was more than I thought it would be. Oh, my head. Oh, my. I feel a little dizzy, Beulah. I... Oh, my. Beulah, are you sure there wasn't any alcohol in this ginger kabucha? Only if you believe the rumors of fermented yeast. Oh, dear, I have to go. I, I, I have company. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Beulah Deschamps, leaving me on a high note. My head is telling me to believe the rumors of kombucha probiotic tea. I will be leaving some of my researched information on our website, on kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. Congratulations on your promotion. You're going to be a great office manager. Yeah, I just think you went from mailboy to manager in only five years. I always knew you were headed for the top. Thanks, guys. I couldn't have done it without friends like you. We're going to be the best office team this company ever had. Charlie, remember the time when we dumped bubble bath in the fountain in the lobby? <laughs> there were bubbles stacked up to the ceiling and out the door all the way to the street. It took them a whole day to clean up the mess. No one ever found out it was us. <laughs> <laughs> and no one ever will, right? 
right? <laughs> well, of course not, Charlie. We're all friends. We'll always be friends, even if you are our boss. You demand, Charlie. So do you start the new uh, job on Monday morning? No. For the next two weeks, I'll be at the corporate management training seminar. Oh, no. Charm school. Remember when Dan came back from charm school? They turned him into a robot. They took all the cool out of him and replaced it with the company rule book. Charlie, promise you won't let them brainwash you. Guys, guys, who do you think you're talking to? We're buds. We're a team. I'm going to pick up a few management tips and learn what kind of ties to wear. I'm not going to change. That's what they all say. It's been nice knowing you. Yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Cut it out, guys. Hey, why don't we quit early today? Charlie, it's 20 minutes till quitting time. Right, but what the hell? Just to show you I'm still the same old Charlie. Hooray Hooray for for Charlie! Charlie! Oh, and uh, by the way, Rose, you look really hot in that blouse. (laughs) Oh, Charlie. Bye, guys. See you in two weeks. Hey, uh, Charlie? Uh, yes, Tommy? Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Ah, come on. Two weeks later. Charlie's supposed to be back from charm school this morning. Have you seen him yet? No, he came in early and he's been in the vice president's office ever since. Maybe they're talking about bubble bath. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, shouldn't you all be working? Charlie! You can call me Mr. Whitbeck. Now... Didn't your break end three minutes ago? Well, yeah, Charlie, but... Mr. Whitbeck. Uh, Mr. Whitbeck, as you were well aware back in your previous life, when our breaks start late, they end late, remember? Mr. Borner, I'm sending you to the company psychotherapist to see if she can provide some counseling for your negative attitude. Now, the rest of you get back to work. I'm implementing the new corporate efficiency guidelines... Starting now. Charlie, I wore your favorite blouse. I'm glad you brought that up, Ms. Walsh. In the future, please wear clothing that is more business-appropriate and less revealing. Well, we were right. They brainwashed him. That's for sure. They unzipped his brain, took Charlie out, and stuck Mr. Whit back in there instead. What a shame. Ladies... If you have something to say, say it out loud. Yes, Mr. Whitback. Can I get you some coffee, Mr. Whitback? No, Ms. Tyler. Give me some Kool-Aid. That's all I drink now. Come to think of it, get some for everyone in the office, too. KB Cabaret's musical guest this week is Sea Divers. He is a musician who uses electronic textures to create or enhance a mood or atmosphere. It's called ambient. It's an ambient genre strictly of electronic instruments. The first selection is called Little Miss Loca.
John. Is this where the choir rehearses? Yes, welcome. I'm Reverend Jones, the choir director. Glad to meet you. Have a seat. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 not there. That's Miss Dunmore's chair. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize there were assigned seats. Well, they're not really assigned. It's just that some of our members are a little, how should we say, set in their ways. No problem. I, I understand. Um, I'll just move over to this chair. No, 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 no. You can't sit there either. That would be a huge mistake. That's uh, it's Mr. Brown's chair. He's been sitting there for over 45 years. Oh, oh dear. I, I wouldn't want to offend Mr. Brown. No, no, you wouldn't. He's easily rattled. You know what he did to the last person who sat in his chair? Uh, oh, Mr. Brown. Nice to see you, sir. Cut the small talk, Sonny. I just want to sit down and sing. Hey, someone's been sitting in my chair. I can smell it. Hi, Mr. Brown. I'm Dawn, and I, I just joined the choir. I sat in your chair by mistake. Sorry. It was only for a few seconds. Confound it! You young people these days don't know anything about showing respect for your elders. Just the thought of your intrusive butt in my chair makes me want a wretch. How am I supposed to sing under these conditions? Go sit in the back row and don't bother me again. Yes, Dawn, uh, that's probably a good idea. Just go ahead and sit in the back. There's just one seat left in the back row. Is this one okay? Of course not! That's Miss Redmond's chair. You just keep getting more and more offensive, don't you, young lady? Well, you're right, Mr. Brown. That is Miss Redmond's chair, but she's been dead for over 17 years now. Wouldn't it be all right if we finally freed it up for someone new? What's wrong with you people? Have you no respect for the sanctity of the holy choir chairs? Why, if Miss Redmond was still alive, she'd be spinning in her grave. Maybe I should just go back home. No, this is ridiculous. There's only one seat left and we have one person to fill it. Dawn, go ahead and sit in Miss Redmond's chair and let's sing. Are you mad? You're going to bring eternal damnation down on all our souls. I forbid you to have anyone sit in that chair. Forbid me? I'm the choir director, and what I say goes. Dawn, sit in that chair right now. Don't do it. I'm warning you, you'll be sorry. You, you people are crazy. I'm sitting in this chair. Now let's sing. Well, that's more like it. You're going to be a fine addition to the choir. Now, let's start with hymn number... Sitting in my chair? This is an abomination! I tried to tell him, Irma, but these heathens wouldn't listen to reason. Thank you, Henry. I always had a soft spot for you. Now you tell me. Young lady, by desecrating the memory of my choir chair, you've committed the ultimate blasphemy. Is nothing sacred to your depraved generation? I'll be turning you into the celestial authorities. And not only that, I'm unfriending you on Facebook. They let dead people on Facebook? Now, Miss Redman, Dawn was just doing as I asked. Who knew you'd come back from the dead after all these years? Silence! I'll not listen to another word of heresy from such an insolent ingrate. I listened to your sanctimonious preaching for far too long, 
and a lot of good it did me. Come on, Henry. Let me give you a tour of the netherworld. I'd love to, Irma. Save my seat, Reverend. I'll be right back. Is there any place to sit down there? How about my lap? <laughs> Is it always like this here? I'm afraid so. Let's get back to rehearsal. Have a seat. No, thanks. I think I'll stand. Would you like to dance? Oh, God, with you, I'd rather have a root canal. Sure, why not? Great. You know the West Coast swing? Absolutely. West Coast, East Coast, what's the difference? Oh, sorry. You okay? No, you redneck walrus. You broke my toe. Hardly noticed. You're so light on your feet, cowboy. This guy does not know what a straight line is. Oh, look at the pinhead. He's doing a circle. <laughs> this is great. Looks like someone's been taking lessons. How long can a song be? Look at this guy go. Hey, Speedy, this is not a race. That was fun. Yeah, well, uh, thanks. Thanks? What the heck was that? Thanks? Not even let me take you back to your seat? Or can I buy you a drink? Die, you little dirt weasel. Die. Oh, that guy over there is cute. Who needs the other dirt bag anyway? I'll ask the cutie to dance. Oh, I can't do it. I never asked a guy to dance before. What's the matter with you? This is the 21st century. Women ask men to dance all the time. Excuse me. Hi there. Hi. Uh, um, uh, can you pass me that cocktail napkin? What? The napkin. Pass me the napkin, please. Oh, sure. What the heck is wrong with you? Napkin? You don't even have a drink or a seat to sit in. I'm such a loser. No, I can do this. Okay. Courage, Ian. Just go up to him and ask him to dance. Excuse me. Yes? Um, uh, don't I know you? Really? Don't I know you? It's what my mother would have said. I don't think so. No, no, I do. Didn't we go to school together? School? Really? This guy must be 20 years older than me. That's the best I could come up with? Idiot! I'm not from this area. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. So am I! No, I'm not. What am I doing? Really? What area? I don't even know where Michigan is. There must be a western part. Um, the east, uh, western part? Up to middle school, I went to Windmere Park. That's it! So did I! Wow, did I just say that? Really? No, but I can't back out now. Yeah, I'm Anne. I was the girl with glasses. Anne? No, 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 not now. Gail! Oh, my goodness. Hi, so nice to see you. How have you been? Uh, never been better. Just leave. 
I'm so glad I met you here. I feel kind of nervous being in a bar all by myself. Oh, no. He's losing interest. This place is nice. But wow, is it crowded. Yeah, I know. So then go home and leave me alone. How long has this bar been in existence? Did it open recently? Excuse me for interrupting. I didn't want to leave without saying goodbye. Uh, it was nice seeing you again, Anne. Oh, yeah, nice seeing you again. Maybe we'll bump into each other again one day. Yeah, maybe. After him and give him your phone number. He's cute. Why didn't I give him my number? I'm such a loser. I know, I can't believe I gave him my number. Oh, wow. You're smooth. I wish I were as brave as you. Yeah, I wish I were as brave as me, too. Experience, sister friend. Experience. Our next selection from Sea Divers is called Back Road.
Welcome back to another exciting episode of Nursing Home Thug, a series specifically designed to involve and encourage you, the listener, to go to our website at kbcabaret.com and vote for the direction you want to see the story go. Our continuing series centers around Maud Waring, a rather shady, cantankerous old woman who, because of bad or criminal behavior, has recently taken up residence at the Sunnyview Assisted Care Retirement Facility. When we last left, Maud had just been locked in her bathroom and her emergency buzzer disabled by Jimmy the Custodian. Jimmy's brother Sammy, the custodian from Pleasant Acres Retirement Home, is now unable to ever walk again due to a mysterious accident involving Maud when she was a resident there. Instead of turning her into security, Jimmy has decided to take the matter upon himself and exact his own form of revenge. We now join Jimmy as he leaves Maud's room on his way out of the building for his evening's dinner break. Nadine, I'll be right back. Heading out early for dinner, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm working late tonight, and the store will be closed by the time I get out. So I thought I'd kill two birds and pick up a few things after I grab something to eat. Have you had a chance to meet our new resident, Mrs. Waring, yet? I just met her. She seems... hmm, nice. Nice? That woman scares me more than Ruby. Oh, I'm sure she might seem a little rough on the outside, but deep down inside she's... Capable of murder! I heard what she did to that custodian over at Pleasant Acres. From what I've heard, he's lucky to be alive. That poor man. So, what did you hear? Mildred, the night nurse over there, told me that Mrs. Waring caught the guy stealing jello off her dinner tray. So she waited until he was up on a ladder changing a light tube at the top of a flight of stairs and rammed it with a wheelchair so hard he fell all the way to the first landing. And when he crawled back up, she ran him over three times, once over his neck. Wow, that's quite a story. Think it's true? Has to be. You can't make this stuff up. Why didn't they just arrest her? Other than the tire marks, they couldn't prove it was her. Didn't Sammy tell them what happened? No, he wouldn't talk. Weird, huh? (laughs) See you after dinner, Nadine. Buzz me out? Sure. Later, Jimmy. Hey, Candy, will you check on Mrs. Waring before you head over to pharmacy? I just stopped in her room to drop off her Terry Taco's food order and found her locked in the bathroom. How'd she get locked in the bathroom? Don't know. Said it must have been a freak thing. I'll have Jimmy take a look at it when he gets back from dinner. Oh, by the way, Mr. Wilson just, uh... I know. I smell it. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Toodles. Says the woman headed in the opposite direction. Hello, Mrs. Waring. Where are you headed off to? None of your business. I thought that wasn't a prison. It's not. But we do need to know where our residents are at all times. Well, if Terry's taco does what I hope it does, all you gotta do is follow the cloud. You're too funny, Mrs. Waring. I got your funny right here, lady. 
Now, which way to the food trough? It's down the hall and to the left. Better hurry, they won't be open much longer. I don't give a crap if they're open or not. What was that? Two words, Terry's Taco. Catch you later, Nursey Poo. Now, don't make me come look for you. Like I said, Terry's Taco. I can't believe that meathead dropped his master keys when he shoved me into the bathroom. Where is that damn closet of his? Has to be somewhere next to the kitchen. Aha! So, will Maud use the keys to open up Jimmy's custodial closet to steal his cleaning supplies and equipment? Or is Jimmy in more serious trouble as she merely takes note of the closet's location, only to return at a later time for something far more nefarious and sinister? Go to kbcabaret.com, K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot C-O-M, after the show, and vote for your choice in which direction that you, the listener, want to see the story go. To be continued. Good morning, Bob. It's 6 a.m. The sun is shining and Mother Nature is beautiful. Come on, get up. It's a fantastic day in the woods. I hate the woods. I hate camping. I want to be back home in my bed. Bob, we've been through this a thousand times. I only ask you to come with me for one camping trip a year. You knew that when we got married. It's your husbandly duty. Hey, I'm here, aren't I? I just spent a sleepless night tossing and turning in this lumpy sleeping bag in a stuffy tent getting eaten by giant insects. I hate camping. It doesn't do either of us any good for you to lie there and complain. Get up. What's for breakfast? Grilled trout. Really? Well, that sounds good. Where'd you get the trout? You and I are going fishing right now to catch them. What? No. You know I hate fishing. I can't stand baiting that hook. It's disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, you smell pretty bad. That's because I haven't had a shower in three days. I hate camping. I want to go home to my shower and my TV and my couch. And I'm not going fishing. Hello? Anyone awake over there? That's another thing I hate about camping. Total strangers wanting to be your best friends. It's just one man from the next campsite. Yes, we're awake. Come on over. Hey, I'm not even out of the sack yet. I don't want some bozo sticking his nose in here and... Good morning, campers. I'm Ted. It's a great day to be alive and in the woods. No, it's not. Get out of here. (laughs) Don't listen to him, Ted. I'm Carol, and the grumpy old man over there in the sleeping bag is Bob. Well, hello, Bob. How are you do... Say, you're smelling pretty foul. Haven't you been bathing in the river? That's how we campers stay fresh and fragrant. I'm not a camper. Now get out of my tent. I'm trying to sleep. Now, 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 you'll never become a camper with that attitude. I'll see you later. I'm going down to the river with my fishing pole and catch me some breakfast. You're a fisherman? Well, I'm going with you, Ted. Great. You know, Bob, you ought to go see my wife in the next tent. She's a camping hater, too. She's been snarling at me for three days. 
You know, you two kind of deserve each other. Bye, honey. Don't let the snakes and mosquitoes bite. A camping hater, eh? It would be so nice to talk to someone who understands the reality of this worldwide camping menace. I think I'll go over and check this lady out. Hello? Anybody home? Who the hell is that? Ted! There's an intruder in here! Oh, and he smells terrible! Calm down. I'm Bob from the next campsite, and I just met Ted. I hate camping as much as you do. Seriously? Are you sure? Because I really hate camping. No showers, no TV, and no toilets. No electricity, no sleep, and no air conditioning. And don't you just hate the way the smoke from the campfire is always blowing directly in your face? Come on in, Bob. You're my kind of guy. I'm Alice. Wow, this tent is just as repulsive as the one I'm in. Nauseating, isn't it? Do you have anything to eat in here? Yeah, I I snuck in some M&Ms. You want some? Oh, I'd love some. I'm so sick of hot dogs and s'mores. Bob, I cannot believe what kindred spirits we are. If you didn't smell so bad, I'd invite you right into my sleeping bag. Alice, why don't we escape from here? Let's go somewhere where no camping lovers can ever find us. Some place with running water and filet mignon and champagne. Oh, I'm in, and the first thing we'll do is get you a shower. And after that, the possibilities are endless. Let's go. Honey, come and see the trout we caught. Breakfast is coming right up. Alice? Bob? Well, where'd they go? Who cares? We have breakfast in a beautiful sunny day. Then we both love camping. Ah, I just wish we had some air freshener. Smells like a camping hater slept here. Our final selection from Sea Divers is called Meanders.
love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. Put this on speaker. Your uncle is such a putz. Ma, he can hear you. No, he can't. He's deaf as a doorknob. What? That doesn't even make sense. Shh. So what did you say, Earl? I said, Mary just finished her studies in Seattle. What? Mary just finished her studies in Seattle. Oh, my God. A custody battle? So what are you going to do? Nothing. I didn't even know she was married. She's not. Well, then who is she fighting? Oh, no. She's writing her dissertation. You have to pay? How much? What? How much is the citation? That's right. What? The studies are about the death of creation. What? Oh, my God. What? Steve Layton died? That's what she's writing about. When? I don't know. I think around January. January? Why didn't anyone tell me? I didn't think you'd be so interested. Not interested? He was my prostodontist. I'm not sure if she needs a paleontologist. She may not, but Stanley and I sure do. I should have been told. I could have sent a card. I know. She still lives far. She just moved to Portland. I know she went to court then, but what does that have to do with the doctor? I don't think she'll need a proctor. Oh, you mean she and the doctor? That's why she went to court then. Oh, it all makes sense. Yes, I wish she'd move closer, though. Well, it's hard losing your child and the man you love. What? Poor thing. No, she'll do fine. She's resolute. What? Oh, my God, Earl. And you admit that? Of course. I'm proud of my girl. Look, Earl, I gotta go. My daughter Alice just got here. Oh, okay. I'll call you later in the week, Ruth. What's wrong with you? (laughs) That was the funniest thing I ever heard. What are you talking about? Dr. Layton died and Earl's prostitute daughter, I can't believe he admitted that, went to court to get custody of their illegitimate child, That's the saddest thing I ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for the dysfunctionals. I just binge-watched the new OB, and it was damp. That piper is cray-cray. She turned on the salt because she feels. She's so bae. I felt ratchet after she fell off the ship. She said, bye, Stella Doe. So when she started tripping, I was like, kickball and chill. She got swerved, though. Piper slayed. I got such a WCW on her. Bible. 
Do you feel out of place? Not understanding the world around you? Feeling as if you were on an alien planet? Yes, I can't understand a word my daughter is saying. We understand. That's why you need Acme Slangstrelator, the electronic chip you can inject into your child's neck. That sounds dangerous. Have no fear. Just wait for them to be on their laptop or smartphone for a straight 12 hours, and they'll be so zombified they won't even notice. Tell me about it. You have a point there. I know. Here's how it works. Once the chip is in their neck, they'll be forced to translate their gibberish to real everyday words. I just watched the new Orange is Black TV show for 12 hours straight on the tube, and it was like totally cool beans. That Piper is gnarly. She turned up the faucet because she has soul. She's so totally tubular, like, duh. I had a cow when she split with Stella. She said, gag me with a spoon, like, totally. Like, I mean, chill, dude. There's no going back when you're bad. Alice got psyched because Piper's totally boss. She's for sure wicked cool. I'm stoked. I get it now. That makes so much more sense. I'm getting the Acme Slangster later today. Awesome sauce. Another happy customer. Acme Slangstrelator, the chip that translates new slang to old slang. Now that's hot. I have Ava Doheny with me in my studio, and we are going to be discussing some of her music. The final song that we're going to be hearing is called I Fought a Boy. This is written by Jens Gad, songwriter and singer for Enigma. So tell me about this song, I Fought a Boy. I, when, when I heard this one, I thought, this one's perfect for me. I mean, I do karate. This one is talking about uh, a boy who's a bully who you had to stand up and you had to show him some moves, mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some, some karate moves. So then now we're going to hear I Fought a Boy. Before we sign off, I'd like to thank you for listening to KB Cabaret, I Fought a Boy. Hi, I'm Eva. Fear me? It's me. One, two, three, hit it. Left, right, uppercut. One, two, three, kick. Ha, ha, kick out here. Sally and my bad.
I'm a lock girl, I say scoring down the stairs. I see all these kids play fighting in the hallway, move to the other side of their way to run, say bye, get slapped in the face. Hey, ha ha, yeah! Then I got mad, asked him if it was an accident. He looked at me, the devilish grin said, no, no, no. Better run while you can. I'll count to ten. I'm Muhammad Ali, girl. Hey, ha ha, yeah! I found a boy, and I won. No red ball. Just me alone, I look pretty sweet. But I will fall. Step back, watch out. Nice try. I'm Muhammad Ali, girl. Left by rope. That's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 20,000-plus listeners and growing that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. Love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.